0: Hey everyone, Mike here with the Hillco Homes Podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode, and officially, the first episode of Season 2. Dos! So I have the one and only Marco Romero with me here on the show today. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the Ground Zero event. So for those of you who follow us on social media, you probably saw a lot of uh, promotion of this event. Uh, this event was put on by Quentin Flores of the uh, uh, Infinity Cash Offer team here in San Antonio, Texas. So let's just go ahead and jump into this. Uh, Marco,
1: First impressions. I thought it was great. I loved it. I was excited to be part of it as far as attending and excited to be in the room with all these great individuals, all these great business owners and speakers. And then additionally, just being able to meet all the different uh, people who are active and wanting to grow and improve, just like myself in the business and, and build those connections, build those uh, relationships. And then when you end with vanilla ice, you can't go wrong with that.
0: <laughs> for real, for real. Um, so the event was a two day long event. And uh, for, for those of you who are listening, uh, we're actually doing this as a live stream on TikTok. So I'm, I'm passing my phone over to Marco because we're using his account to do it. He can't see people's comments and who's on. So I'm passing him my phone to, to take a look at that. Um, but yeah, so uh, the event was a two day long event. And I mean, like two days. It was two full days of just great networking great people great value a lot of advice and so much experience all in one room together i thought that was pretty amazing Um, i actually had the chance um the privileged or so to speak to run the live stream for that event so i was up front up and center uh for all the speakers and you know got to meet with some of them uh backstage you know so to speak um and for me that was a, a lot of fun to be able to interact with people you know, face to face and get to see and meet these um, heavy hitters uh, in the real estate game, you know, the investing space um, as wholesalers, as investors, flippers. Um, there's just uh, so much knowledge in one place. Um, on the first day, um, Marco, what did you, who do, what was the biggest takeaway from the first day of the event?
1: Um, actually, I really liked the women's panel there was a bunch of great ladies that were up there talking Um, but even beyond just the fact that they were women they were all really powerful players in their own right and business owners and doing some amazing things some of the items that really right, so I can sound better right more robust There you go. but some of the things that really stood out to me in that first day that resonated obviously there was a lot that was talked about but there was kind of a reoccurring message through a few of the different speakers was just Focusing on myself as an individual uh, rather than trying to fix all the nuances of our business, everything that's wrong, fix all the problems, fill all the holes. Instead, really trying to zone in and focus on myself individually and improve myself, look for the elements that I'm weak on. How can I turn those weaknesses to strength? Where am I out of balance? Where am I out of whack? How can I just be better as a human, as a person? And from there... um, you know, that by improving myself, then everything I'm interacting with will improve, including the business. So that was kind of the big takeaway that I took that was kind of mentioned, uh, maybe not even purposefully in some instances, um, but that was mentioned a lot on the first day and and it resonated with me.
0: Yeah, I felt uh, like a common thread from all the speakers was a a big emphasis on personal development. Um, And it, it, kind of lent that flavor of almost motivational speaking without being intentionally motivational. Um, cause the, the goal of the, of the event was to bring something of substance to the, the audience, whoever was in attendance, um, but to, you know, also get your business to where you want it to be. And, uh, and that was done, you know, either through, uh, the conversations, the speakers themselves, or just, the sheer networking and and that was really great because you know i got to meet people from all over the state of texas from all over the country um i actually had a a, a Great conversation with a young guy from Michigan who uh, wants to get into wholesaling, wants to build his own real estate portfolio. Um, but, you know, he's young, doesn't know what he's doing. He still has his nine to five. And um, he decided that he was going to take that leap and come to this event, you know, all the way from Michigan. That's crazy. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, uh, reached out to him, got his contact info, told him might help him, and uh, told him to listen to the podcast. Right, you know, right. And, uh, That there's season know, tons... two just
1: started. Exactly,
0: exactly. Um, there's tons of great resources out there, and you know that that event was definitely uh, packed full of resources. Um, so first day, um, you know, a lot of great stuff. What was your takeaway from the second day? Because we had a couple of other bigger players like we had max maxwell there um we, we even have freaking
1: vanilla ice <laughs> <laughs> well uh, on the second day hmm let me think about it for a moment i think um i guess another thing that was really being mentioned throughout the event was uh the fact that you really go to these things to interact with the people that attend right. <clears throat> And I always try and do that to a pretty good level. But there was a, on the second day, there was a few more breaks and a few more opportunities to do that. And even the um, speakers kind of helped that engagement. So I really was able to meet new people, interact with them, and, and really participate in building relationships with key individuals that were all over the the nation, whether they were just starting or they were already established, it didn't really matter the fact that we could connect and build a relationship was uh, something that was important but there was a lot of great content I mean the uh, Elijah Rubin talked about utilizing fire damage properties yeah that's what I was going
0: to bring up I, I, I enjoyed that conversation because well mostly because I'm not knowledgeable in that and that was one Me of either. the things uh, I want to learn about on on how to do I actually had a, a, a interesting conversation with him afterwards um, you know I, I, and I mentioned to the, this to you uh, a little earlier that you know we had Previously talked to him about having him on our Facebook Live and on our podcast, and it just hasn't happened yet. Um, And he was he was totally cool with that. He wants to be on our shows, Um, but uh, I, I brought up to him that I was actually working a fire damage lead. And this particular lead, it was fire damage because of arson. So there's that added complexity of there's a police investigation going on and the fire marshals involved. And I was like, well, Elijah, like, how do you deal with the property like that? And he said, first of all, you don't, (laughs) (laughs) he says, but if you do wait for everything to be done first, and it's going to go to bank auction. And at that point, that's when you can start negotiating. So that was that was a really big you know piece of advice. And yeah, make sure
1: they found that arsonist because uh, that guy might come back. Well, actually, the,
0: the funny thing is that it was the owner who set the oh, house on fire. Oh, interesting. And the reason for it, th- this is just like my observation, because this house happens to be in my neighborhood, okay. is that um, that house, pretty much everybody in the neighborhood calls it the crack house oh. because um, he doesn't live in it. He was has it as a rental. And the people that had it, that were renting it previously, they were there for, I don't know, maybe a year but every day there was a different car there. And like, you know, something was going on in that house. Dang. And uh, eventually the sheriff's department came out and they arrested the individuals. Mm-hmm. And ever since the house has been vacant and, and, and it's been vacant now um, like a, a year and maybe four months or something like that. Dang. And then, um, you know, I, I was here at work and then um, uh, my wife sends me a text message that was a forwarded message from our renter. And our renter was like just waking up and like looked out the window and saw the house across the street on fire. So she, my, our renter was the one who called the fire department Wow! and, it, and you know, the owner shows up and you know, neighbors were kind of just out in the street watching. And it was just like whole spectacle. And then like two days later, I'm, I'm driving home. I pull up in my driveway and I, I pass the house on my way to my house. And I see the, uh, the, the caution tape from the police department. Right. That it was uh, now a crime scene. Dang. And so, uh, you know it doesn't doesn't take a whole lot to put two and two together right, and it's right. like uh, obviously this is an arson situation and i'm thinking because the owner couldn't rent it anymore because of that stigma of it being sure. the, the crack house um that he just couldn't give up yeah it was a you know a sinkhole money hole so he just set it on fire <laughs> Jeez. but i don't i don't know if that's what actually happened yeah. but um, i'm i'm kind of uh, I, my intuition tells me this pretty likely <laughs> i like your story that's the way. So we'll see but i mean i i know the investigation is still ongoing so, it was, so I, this I just had, happened not too long ago yeah huh? not too long ago maybe like two months ago oh, dang. Um, so I, I, I don't know where it, it, it's at in that process but I was like you know once that's done I want to know exactly what I got to do to get that, sure. to get that you're already it <laughs> yeah for sure man <laughs> Um, So, yeah, that was that was one of the things that uh, I I really enjoyed, you know, him talking about the fire damage homes, because, um, again, you know, everybody who's in wholesaling and uh, real estate investing, uh, we all want that little extra edge. And, you know, kind of like when Quentin was doing a walkthrough of the different uh, softwares that he uses to. Uh, pull leads and uh, list stack and do all those kinds of things. I mean, that's really useful. But when you think about it, how many other wholesalers are using the exact same platforms, getting the exact same leads? And then all of them are doing postcards. They're all doing cold calling. They're all skip tracing using the same services. And they're all probably getting the same wrong numbers. Um, So it's like, how do you differentiate yourself from the competition in that regard? Um, And I I think that's what was... um, interesting about Max Maxwell's talk was um, he talks about developing your systems so that they're repeatable and dependable, um, but also allowing yourself to take the time to develop them. Um, and, uh, after he spoke, I actually got a chance to talk to him, um, afterwards, you know, backstage. I hear y'all are like best buds now. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I maybe had like a full, like four minutes of FaceTime with him. Um, but you know, I asked him, uh, uh, specifically about like virtual assistants, you know, like how... How he gauges the success of, uh, uh, of a virtual assistant. He talked a little bit about it on stage two, you know, I think what he said, like nine weeks or something like that, or nine months. I don't remember how long he said, but I mean, it was a pretty good chunk of chi- a good chunk of time that uh, he said to focus on training and developing the virtual assistant before you can make the decision to let them go because they're not performing the way you want them to and and the justification for that was um there's plenty of virtual assistants out there i'm sure that they've worked for real estate investors and that's you know why they market themselves as being able to do that right but they haven't worked with you Mm -hmm. so your process your system is probably somewhat different from someone else and if you want to see them doing the things you want them to do, they're not going to know how to do that right off the bat. Um, So that made a lot of sense, you know, take the time, invest the time to train them before letting them loose and then seeing if they work or not. Uh, And then the other thing I asked him too was uh, how long it took him to get his systems in place. And he told me it was a little over a year. So he tried like every software that was out there. I love that answer
1: too, because I think people just expect things to happen really quick.
0: Right, right. Uh, uh, and I think that's kind of one of the, uh, um, illusions of money. Like maybe you saved up a bunch of cash and then you quit your nine to five and you're going to get into wholesaling and you have like six grand or whatever that you're just going to dump into buying lists or getting a CRM or, you know, cold calling software or whatever. And you think by going and spending, as much money as you can, that you're going to get the premium of everything and it's suddenly going to work for you. And clearly that's not the case because, you know, Max Maxwell says that he tried pretty much everything and there is a lot of stuff that didn't work for him. And it took him you know a little more than a year, like you said, to, to figure out what he liked, what he didn't like, what works and what doesn't work. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, again, it, it's a good insight, some perspective on the fact that you have to be patient to, to build the business, you know, it, it doesn't happen overnight. Right. Um, so what were some other, uh, takeaways or, uh, interesting conversations you had while at the event?
1: Well, I, <clears throat> one of the key components of the event, uh, the events that we go to is actually after the day of speaking. It's just getting together with either people that you just met or people that are your friends that maybe you've seen at other events or you know of each other from you know past deals or whatever. And being able to connect and just have those lunch conversations, get together right. for dinner, maybe grab drinks after, after the event and just have conversations of what's going on in your world and telling them a little bit about what's going on in your world and just having those conversations. That's really what I very much enjoy by going to events like this and there's always wonderful information. You always pick up some good stuff, but that's something that really stands out to me and that I really find to be quite impactful and helpful. Um, but you know, I actually liked a lot of what Vanilla Ice said. He talked about just keeping a young mentality and staying, um, focused on, you know, let kids be kids uh, because you're going to be an adult, or they'll become adult for the rest of their life, right? Right. And keeping that mentality. He also talked about how he likes to talk about how he is the oldest teenager in the room, in whatever room he is in. And so he always has that mentality of just, like, having fun and building the experience and enjoying the experience. And then I even liked how he talked about how um, he... didn't make it a requirement for his kids to do homework mm-hmm. like his kids don't have to do homework not in the sense of like they're being uh, pampered but more in the sense of like uh, focusing on what is important as they're progressing through the years and uh, developing into individuals and then getting ready for real life because as everybody knows school's great in a lot of ways <clears throat> but there's so much time in a lot of like elements that don't really pan out into your future yeah yeah so that was kind of i liked really his forward long-term thinking in that regard because quite honestly you know i'm a new father and that's something i'm really trying to think about because i only get one shot at this so i want to try and you know do the best for them but then also as i age try and age and experience life in a fulfilled way all the way through
0: yeah yeah I, i think he had a really fun story about his real estate journey. I mean, the fact that he really just like literally stumbled into it, the, um, like, like he was saying at the event, you know, he was this young and dumb guy who was new to the rap scene and it just kind of exploded. And he was on tour for like four years. Mm -hmm. And somehow in that time he was able to buy like six houses that were like massive houses all over the country. And then he comes home and he realizes, like, why do I have these houses? Like, I don't even live in them. They're I don't have renters in them. Like, let, let's just get rid of them. Sells them, makes a couple million, and is like, wait, you can make money like that?
1: <laughs>
0: like, I mean, that, that's just such a like a, a genuine story. <laughs> no, that's so true. Uh, but I mean, I, I thought he w- it was fun to have him. Um, he he is like a really down to earth, genuine guy. Um, I mean, I kind of expected that because I had. I've read a little bit about, um, his real estate portfolio and kind of the stuff he's done in real estate, but, um, I didn't really know about his personality. Um, so that was, that was cool. That was fun. Then of course to see him perform at, at the end, um, be a part of that. That was, that was fun. We, uh, I, you were like right next to me on that stage. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you got some pretty good selfies, right? Yeah, I haven't I seen them, but I saw you taking them. I was like, Oh, that's yeah. going
0: to be a good one. Yeah. I, I still need to go through them all on my phone, but I got quite a bit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty awesome because um, not only did he go, he did the sit down, he talked real estate, he was kind of interviewed a little bit, he talked just life, and, you know, he really, he talked about, uh, what was the name of that book, I forget, Hmm. Man, I have it written down. I should have brought my notebook for this podcast. (laughs) I have a ton of notes there. But um, in the book, it basically talked about how everyone breaks down into four different categories of types Mm. of people. And then just being mindful of how those people interact into the world and then how relationships are built. And he really kind of broke that down and how when he meets people, he kind of can quickly evaluate them and and categorize them. And he's made a lot of decisions in that manner. But I also liked how... when the actual like concert element started, people went up there and gave him business cards and he was like encouraging for more people to give him business cards. Um, He, people went up there with albums, like a record that was pretty cool and a cassette and such. And he signed them. But then he was like encouraging people to actually take selfies with him and like get on stage and dance with him. There was no, I've never really been around a celebrity uh, celebrity and I, You know, I don't know how that typically works, but, you know, in my mind, I had always envisioned how there's a bit of a separation, you know, they're doing whatever they're going to do and all the fans kind of have to be around that. And, you know, there's no like close interaction or very much invitation to, and this is in my mind, I don't know how, how much of this is reality, but... And it was pretty cool to just see him like pulling people on stage to dance with him and how he he got that gentleman's son involved in the Mm -hmm. song, which was cool having that kid do a rap, which that kid was prepared. (laughs) Uh, He was like, what, nine or 10 or something. And he did the whole song, basically. Um, but then he, he was like telling people, come take selfies and he spent, spent time to take photos with everyone and talk to everybody. He even said, you know, he even talked to you and maybe yeah. get him on this podcast. So that yeah, was pretty well,
0: cool. Uh, I mean, he said yes, but let's see how if yeah. that actually pans yeah, right. out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, that, I, like I said, he was a pretty down to earth guy. Um, like I, I have met a, a, a number of smaller celebrities, And every experience is a little different, you know, but it's, I also think it depends on circumstance and just like anything, you know, having certain expectations, the um, environment and what's expected, et cetera. uh, And like this event, like. He's not there because, you know, it's like a vanilla ice event. You sure. know? so he's, he knows he's not going to get like flooded by people who are like, right. crazy about him or whatever. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a real estate thing, right? Like, so I think there was a <laughs> so kind of like
1: young group of kids, right? That were a convention next to us who yeah, so, might have so, flopped over. There was
0: actually, it was a JROTC, like uh, military ball so uh for it was like a bunch of high school kids it was an air force rotc thing where they're having like their annual dance or whatever and uh and they were just like in the conference room uh, right over next to us and i guess some of them heard the music and kind of snuck in um and, and then uh, I, rem- I, I actually left to take my equipment to my car and i came back to use the restroom and like the hall was just full of these kids like screaming about oh there was vanilla ice vanilla ice is here and yeah. some like half of them were like who's that <laughs> <laughs> vanilla what yeah. what are you talking about <laughs> that's hilarious uh, but yeah it was, a good a good time and i think um he kind of went into that event um you know knowing that he was going to be around other people who um you know want to pick his brain they want right. to network um like that's kind of the purpose so his expectation was that you know he he knew people were going to try to reach out to him and he wanted to connect with others um and, and that's good you know that that's a, I think a, a healthy um approach to um uh, to being in a networking environment like that um you know and I, i've met other celebrities you know mostly musicians um at at events where it's like a, a meet and greet type thing and you know for the most part um they're they're pretty chill they're they you know they they like to meet the fans and i i've i've met others where they're so stuck to a deadline like they have to be gone by a certain time that it's it it becomes a really stressful thing for them and the the encounter ends up not being it's more transactional it's like you show up shake the hand they sign then you're gone you know it's like you really don't and get paid yeah and and, (laughs) and you don't really have that that uh connection to talk to them ask them something or you know anything like that but um uh, and that's why I like to go like especially for for concerts and stuff I like to find the, the concerts at smaller venues because a there's less people which means there's more one-on-one time with them if you do get the, those meet um, and greet packages And I remember I uh, went to go see a band called Camelot and I, I, I really like that band mostly because the um, like when I sing along to to songs in the car and stuff like I'm most similar to that singer's voice so i like to sing a lot of their stuff because yeah. I, I can actually sing it you know yeah. and uh, so when i went to do the meet and greet i took a, a really nice condenser microphone to have signed by the the lead singer and uh, when and when he op- when i brought it up to him he was like oh wow this is the first like I've, no one's ever asked me to sign their their microphone he's like are you a singer and then we just started talking about singing cool. and he gave me some tips and and whatnot and you know spent maybe a good like 10 15 minutes just talking to him and like, he's a real chill guy from sweden you know it's just like, <laughs> and
1: what made you come up with the idea to bring the condenser
0: I, I just I'm a, I'm a big fan and i was like what do i have that i can have them autograph <laughs> without having to go buy more stuff <laughs> All right, so i took that you know um and uh but and i've had other experiences with with uh you know celebrities that is just like you know shake the hand and they're gone. Right. You know? But uh, no, Vanilla Ice was a interesting guy. I, I, I like his personality. I like his, his mindset. Um, and I, I think he, over time has learned a lot about that craft, you know, uh, in, in real estate. Like one of the things I thought was really interesting that he said is that he would go to a borders, you know, back when borders was still around and, and would read the books there, you know, like that that says a lot about his mentality about handling money you know like yeah he has a lot of it but it doesn't mean he has to spend a lot of it you know he he was willing to like go and sit and read books instead of buying them or you know whatever and uh and and he had that like uh, i guess that frugality to him that he he kind of grounds himself like he knows he's not like better or you know whatever he, the, he he's willing to put in the effort to get where he's going to go right. to
1: despite where he is in his status right. now right totally something else that i picked up from the event was um which i told the team to implement today yeah was um whenever we send the contracts out to sellers to schedule a phone call to actually go over the contract item by item over the phone so they can just uh, answer all the questions and then have them sign it right there on the spot in the way we had been doing it which was generally successful was hey we come to an agreement verbal handshake over the phone cool all right i'm going to draft up a contract send it to you later tonight and then from there you just say hey did you receive it you know or i just sent it to you and then you're just kind of waiting for them to sign it and there's that element of distance um but also there's situations which we have with one of our contracts right now where you send it over they say they're going to sign it and then they don't and then you're like having to chase them and situations arise so implementing that phone call or that phone call meeting to review the contract and and close it down is something i was like wow that was that's important for us so i said hey today moving forward we're going to implement that yeah
0: and i think that's a um a critical component in the, from the framework of growth, because the more the process you can control, um, it reduces the variables of liability. And and that's a, a huge one. Cause obviously like we can't control when someone gets off of work, uh, when they get to check their emails right. and if they get their emails, you know, but um, if we know they have the contract and we leave it to them, how many other variables are there that's going to prevent them from signing and how exactly. much time does it take to get that to to overcome that obstacle um so no, i know i think that's a really great idea um you know the sooner the better and it, it works you know in in the favor of everybody involved in the transaction um so we're already pushing 27 minutes of the podcast. Uh, so let's talk about next steps. Um, do you think Hilco will have an event similar to that or, um, what, what else might be in, in the future, uh, for networking and other opportunities like that?
1: Well, yeah, I definitely think we can incorporate an event like that in the future. I would love to do that and I would love to build, you know, I've really been thinking about it a lot and, I don't know how in the near term it's going to be, but what I would want to do is, and I think that something that with this last event, there was a little bit of touching on it was the fact that it was more, yes, there was the normal structure of the event itself. You you have your speakers, you come in, you learn, you uh, grow, and all these, the the typical conference structure. But the cool thing that Quinton tried to interject and implement with this one was um, some of the experience side of it so we had like dutch jackson just doing some music he had uh, um, smoke machines he had some lasers and then obviously vanilla ice who is in real estate but isn't typically associated with real estate as like a kind of finishing concert type thing and recently we did our event at the wonder chamber where we were just paying for photographers to come in and take photos of people for free. And the Wonder Chamber is a pop-up museum where there's six, seven different rooms, all uh, decked out with different decor. One room uh, is just a backdrop full of lights and clouds and sky. Another room is full of all these plants growing on the walls and the floor. There's another room that looks like an uh, elaborate office slash study with uh books on the wall that kind yeah, of that thing that was my favorite that was your favorite <laughs> yeah okay you have a favorite photo from there you have to show me
0: uh well yeah it was uh with uh me and Juan in that in that uh oh, that was office a good one yeah
1: yeah room. well anyway that event wasn't focused particularly for real estate and there, it was a little bit of networking but it was kind of segregated but it was more of an experience right and I want to go down that road which is like hey yeah we can do education but education is everywhere i want to move more to where the experience is the primary focus rather than the education sure so um building on that direction is the direction i think would be a lot of fun too um So, yeah, we'll be doing events, something along those lines and and trying to figure out how we can make it uh, not only a memory for those that attend, Mm -hmm. but also uh, setting up an environment where serendipity can truly happen, where the people that interact with one another truly can build a strong connection that can last for a long time, uh, but even more so can lead to business because that's where the magic happens. Right um but aside from all that we're already doing our trainings you know two a month where we're going into all these different topics with different speakers and different um aspects to focus on and then of course we're on tiktok now i think that's a big part we're tiktok live in the middle of this podcast right now so um, we're trying to incorporate that what's your tiktok handle uh multi mike q exactly so you got to follow mike over there support him give him love and i'm on TikTok, Marco A. Romero. So follow both of us. And we're going to be doing more on TikTok too. But, you know, wherever the social land kind of fluctuates and moves to- towards, we want to incorporate that and build more content. And make um, make some exciting content for people to consume so they can learn but also have fun. Yeah, and that's also why we do the podcast. So
0: for for those of you who are listening, you know, this. you've been checking out our episodes and we really appreciate it. And again, like every episode, I extend an invitation. If you want to be on the show, let us know. If you have questions that you want us to answer or talk about, let us know. Send me an email, Mike, M-I-K-E at Hillcohomes.com. And for those of you who are on social media, like on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, look us up, send us a message, uh, hit us up, say hi. Uh, we want to hear from you. And, uh, you know, the we hit a small milestone. Actually, not that small. It's actually a pretty significant milestone of, of 80 episodes of the podcast. Eight zero. Eight zero. So we have officially decided that was going to be the cutoff for season one. So this is the first official episode of the second season of the Hilco Holmes podcast, the so deep dive podcast. If
1: your ears are receiving this audio right now, you are a special group of individuals that have participated and listened to episode one of season two.
0: And it's only going to get better where we have been working on a lineup of guests that are going to bring massive value. So again, let us know your questions because we want people that have the experience that have done it before to be on this show, answering your questions. Um, and then you're going to have episodes like this, where it's just, myself and some of the team members or Marco and, um, talking about topics in real estate and investing. So, um, this is going to be a great season. I look forward to it and I hope you guys really, really enjoy it. So let us know what, what you want to hear and what you like, what you don't like. And for those of you who are listening, that are international. Thank you for checking us out. That's a, it's a big honor. I love my international peeps. Thank you. All right, well, that is our show for today. We are at 32, going on 33 minutes. Again, guys, thanks, and until next time, we'll catch you. Peace.